Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of Golden Shower of Hits. On today's podcast, the guys will slather praise all over Surfer Rosa, the debut album by Pixies, released in 1988. One of the highlights of my life was watching old Black Francis perform some Pixies tunes with my students at Burbati's Pan in Portland. He was unbelievably cool and nice, and the kids crushed it. This album is an alt-rock classic, and it should be celebrated by all. like the metal version i know right i wonder how many people we've already lost <laughs> all of them <laughs> just you and me kid oh i don't know hopefully not too many i mean we're talking about pixies today so right people are like i came here to to talk about the nerd the uh, most amazing nerd rock band of all time not talk about n- a bunch of nerd shit <laughs> right hmm uh how's your week not too bad. Jennifer's in Hawaii this week with her parents. Hawaii? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, she went to Hawaii with her parents. And so one of two things happens when she goes on vacation. Either I am lonely and miserable and like lay on the couch and just watch TV and don't do anything. Um, really? Oh, yeah. You Like when she is around, you're super productive. And when she's gone, you're a crybaby? Uh, some, it depends. So <laughs> to take a quote from John Guffey, Jamie, you were the loneliest motherfucker ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when, so one of two things happens, I'm either extremely like blue and I get nothing done when she's gone or it's exactly the opposite, which I get a ton of shit done. And thankfully right. this trip so far I've gotten, well, I've been super productive. I, I, I you know, when she's here, I like to spend time with her. And so things I want and or need to do just tend to pile up in the background and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Um, but when I have time, I try to spend it with her. And that doesn't you know? drive you crazy? Oh, no, it does. It drives me totally crazy. Yeah. So when she is gone, me. it's it's literally like a race against the clock to like pare down the fucking to-do list. You know what I mean? So Right. Um, and I mean, it's even stupid shit, you know? Like today I went out and fucking... I bought one of those, po- uh, like a long stick with a poker on it for picking up trash. And I, like, I like walked around half the neighborhood and picked up trash, you know, like. It, that was on your to-do list? Yeah. Um, I know that's Were not, you in your underwear? I was not. No, I actually, uh, I think I actually put on shoes too, because I didn't want to step on well, you dressed Didn't want to step on any needles, it. you know, so. <laughs> you dressed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, my pants are dirty. 
like, like they have food stains on them and shit. But taco, let, let, let's not confuse Taco Bell stains with food stains. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like hot sauce stains or well, me, medium sauce stains or whatever. But uh, yeah, I did that and like um, I use an axe to try to cut. Uh, we're trying to get rid of this stump in the driveway, so I use axe and a chainsaw for a while and a shovel. So I was doing that and. You know, just like all kinds of random shit that needs to get done that I, I never seem to get done, you know? So, right. Um, yeah, I did like a bunch of financial stuff for my grandma, uh, a bunch of planning for her trip, gave one of the dogs a bath. Um, yeah, like up working on upgrading Jennifer's computer, uh, was going to return a symbol to uh, Guitar Center, but then I found out I was four days past the fucking return window. <laughs> no. Yeah, like, uh, you know, for some reason, I thought they had a 90-day return policy on used stuff, but apparently it's 45. And I, I literally knew the second I got it and stuck it on my drums, I'm like, oh, this symbol sucks. I need well, to return it. that's not five it. days. Right. And then I couldn't seem to get myself to Guitar Center to return it in, it took 50 days for me to be able to, to be like, okay, I'm going to Guitar Center right oh. now to bring the symbol back, and I, I fucking do the thing, and I'm like, fuck, I'm five days over the thing. So, yeah. That so, sucks. Yeah, sell it on Reverb, I guess. I guess. <laughs> sell so. it locally. Oh, you don't want to meet up with anyone. No. Hmm. Um, had band practice with Ryan the other day. Made plans to practice with him again tomorrow, and we're going to probably record some stuff at the house. Awesome. Um, yeah, cleaned a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's funny. I can't think of anything actually like important and interesting that I've done. I've done since she's left, but I have done a bunch of way more important stuff than pick up trash. In my it's a bunch of busy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. busy work just occupies so much time. Yeah, like tonight after the podcast, I'm going to finally wash my car and vacuum it. Um, I worked on the security cameras at the shop. Uh, yeah. You did all this shit today already? No, no, not today. Just. Over the last, uh, she left Wednesday, today's Saturday. Oh, so, right. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I thought, I was yeah. like, no, no, good Man, God, this good today was, <laughs> it was incredible. How are yeah, you yeah, here? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, you're starting to make me feel lazy. No, no. Shit. I can send you a, uh, oh, uh, I've been working on my instrument inventory. I sent you that yesterday. I saw the list. I saw yeah. the microphone list. Right, right. So for anybody that doesn't know. So, you know, I have a bunch of musical equipment. And it's spread out in different places. You know, I got some stuff at the cottage and some stuff at the house. And then we have band practice at Ink Brigade. So, and it's like, I can never remember like, oh, what, what is where? Do I have any of this? You know, do I have an SM57 at the shop? You know, like, and so I like put, all, like put all this stuff on a spreadsheet and put where it is and the serial numbers and that way and like how much I paid for it. So that way we can give it to the income, the insurance guy to make sure we're insured. And that way I know where everything is. And, you know, um, and then, oh, yeah. I, I did the Discogs thing the other night with all our albums. So I entered Oh, you our, put your own albums up? Yeah, yeah. Put, they, oh, they have like cool. a thing where you can like make your collections. So that way, because like I always go to buy, like whenever I go to buy records at the record store, I'm like, do I already have this? You know? And then I like do or don't buy it and I end up with a duplicate or I end up missing out on it, you know? Yeah, we talked about this, but you you didn't, I mean- how many records do you have? Oh, we have like 150, like not that many. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't have Squire's level of records. 
<laughs> so I was like, how did you fucking do that in a day? Like, yeah, no, no, I no. worked on it for weeks and didn't finish. Oh, really? How many records do you have, do you think? I don't know. But I spent the first week like meticulously trying to figure out which printing uh, yeah. So I yeah, had. And and after a while, I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not that kind of collector. So fuck right. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could definitely do that and figure out like the value of your collection or whatever, but we just buy records to have records, you know, like I don't give a shit what, what version or, you know, what pressing it is. So I basically just need a list of records that we have. So I don't buy duplicates. <laughs> so I don't end up, do you know what? Though? So I don't end up with that sixth copy of kiss destroyer. Right. Right. I kind of feel like a dick for saying I don't care which because, you know, from pressing to pressing, some of them have been remastered or some of them just really do sound better than others. Um, And I have not invested time into knowing that. So I want to clarify and say, it's not that I don't care. It's that I haven't given it the energy yet. Also, I'm thinking about selling my entire record collection. Why is that? Because it's probably a lot of money sitting there. I don't ever listen to records. Yeah. No, I haven't in a long time. I used to when I first got here. I play records and whatever. But it's, you know, I'm I'm turning into a modern person. Like, I just stream music. <laughs> yeah. And I have a lot of records. It's just, it seems like money just sitting there. Uh, and money is something I could use. You could hang on to it. And then when you die, uh, it's a... Uh life insurance policy for your wife like my stuff (laughs) (laughs) she probably wouldn't i don't know maybe she would yeah who knows what the fuck do i know yeah you know very little yeah i don't i don't really care about like i know some records sound better than others or whatever but i feel like if i want to listen to quality sound stuff i'm gonna listen like with headphones and a digital version and i know people are freaking out but i'm sorry digital stuff sounds better than the fucking records do so not a really not if you're listening on an incredible sound system uh with like some fucking grado headphones or some fucking crazy yeah, i'd agree with that but i mean i have headphones. Stu- like i have studio caliber headphones you know uh whereas we just have whatever the cheap sony speakers were for stair you know for a shelf speak you know shelf speakers or whatever right the, for the record player so yeah I play a record because I want to listen to like the record and I like the tea ceremony of it. And you know, that's the thing. It's not, it's not, it's not about the best fidelity or whatever, you know? So, right. Yeah. I don't care. And I, I kind of started, I found an, so when I was looking uh, at Discogs um, and looking for their app, I found some uh, apps for your phone where you can catalog your, all your books too. And I'm like, Oh fuck, do I really want to open this? can of worms because we have a ton, That's ton of sweet. books but the thing about books is they they actually have you know unlike like my copy of who's next which doesn't have a fucking barcode on it you know like i think every book we have has a fucking barcode on it so uh i tested it out with a couple of books and it's really quick like you like you open the app and there's just a barcode scanner and you literally just push the books in front of the camera and it goes bleep and then you bleep bleep and that's like three books so in theory, we could do our books way faster. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, maybe I should just hammer this out real quick. So, yeah. I should I should do all that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till your uh, wife goes on vacation to Hawaii with her parents. <laughs> without you. Well, I, you know, she was in the city all week this week, and I oh, just yeah. got shit done. Nice. Um, but I did go to a dinner party on Thursday night. 
Oh, there that you go. That was fun. Yeah. At the neighbors. And uh, I forgot being social is really great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm kind of. really had a great time. I've been away from people so long that now when I am in social situations, I feel super awkward. Like I went and saw, I dropped off a guitar with Ryan at Eastside a couple weeks ago. And yeah. uh, it was great to see him, but like I had the hardest time like not being weird and awkward <laughs> just because I was like so not used to like making small talk with people. And I felt like it was off-putting to him, which <laughs> which I need to text him and be like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I just, you know, I know a lot of people haven't had a lot of contact with other people since the pandemic started, but I really haven't, you know, I've been really on lockdown. So I'm more awkward than most that probably. Uh, Christine's at a dinner party now. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the same neighbor. No. Oh, okay. So it's not a makeup date for Christine. <laughs> no, different, different. That's cool. more different. Um, how's your week? Yeah, good. I just worked. It sounds like, uh, I had, I had the tour conversation with my boss. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that go? It went great. He was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So that was cool. I appreciated that. Yeah. When are you going to have the uh, tour conversation with your other boss? Who's that? Me. (laughs) Shit. I don't know. You already know. Well, I mean, you already know. I vaguely know that you're going on, that you might be going on tour, but that's. Kind of all. No, I I'm going, bitch. What oh, are you okay. talking about? Might be going. That's the last update I got. Oh no, I'm going. As, unless it's fucking COVID canceled, right? Right. You know when and uh, is it the U.S. or is it Europe or what? No, it's all Europe and the U.K. Okay, it's amazing. It's like arenas and and uh, big festivals We're playing wow. on on the main stage. Are you playing uh, guitar the, or bass? The, Guitar. The day nice. that Metallica plays on Metallica stage. Whoa. Uh, got some, like a Deftones main support day. It's just like, uh, there's a bunch of really great stuff. I'm, I'm excited. I've been working on the songs. Is it starting still, to uh, on plan the out the pedal board? Uh, I'm not really talking about it until I know that it's, that it's not my band. It's not my place right, right. to talk about. So whatever. Okay. It's not, I'm not going on about it. All right, people, you're all going to have to keep guessing. And don't text me asking because I won't tell you. <laughs> um, so that's cool. That uh, I've done a bunch of that. I w- nice. worked on a new video. That's going to come out on Wednesday, the day before this comes out. So I'll just, I'll tell you what it is. It's Saturday night. It's all right for fighting. Ah, great song. <clears throat> and it's got uh, John from Red Fang on drums. Oh, um, nice. Stephen McDonald from Red Cross uh, and the Melvins on bass. And off. Right. God damn it. Um, <laughs> you're such a dick. I'm not um, a dick. God damn it. Well, uh, it's the best band he was in. Well, I think he doesn't think so. And also, whatever. It, uh, that's, it's, uh, it's his prerogative. So, uh, Danko Jones on vocals. I played guitar. And then Bob from the Bell Rays played guitar. And it's really oh, nice. killer. Yeah, so that uh, launched a giveaway today. Mm. Did I have I bought anything? I have a guitar showing up on Monday that I didn't oh. buy. A friend of mine built it, and I can't wait to post pictures of it. It's just like it's a flying V. So now uh. I have two weird flying Vs. This flying V <laughs> is like a, it's like a it's like hot rod themed. Yeah, 
<laughs> but like classic muscle car style, not uh, like modern hot rod, you know? Right, right. So it's like it's modeled after a Super B. I don't know what that is. It's like some kind of Dodge thing. Okay. Guffy's probably yelling. He's going to be like, you guys don't know anything about fucking Mopar. <laughs> You're right, Guffy. We don't. But we're not going to pretend that we do. Right. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, oh, well, let's see. This week, I think I had already bought it when when we talked last, but I got a new road case for my pedal board. Oh, right. Yeah. That arrived. That's cool. My double guitar thing it showed up. I don't know if it had shown up before you know the inky yeah nice mm, i just working on songs cutting videos together working on podcast you know just doing it yeah taking the dogs to run they love that nice and then christine got back last night i had us had picked up some takeaway dinner for us from our favorite new place up here called quinny's it's fucking amazing that's cool they got fancy takeaway dinner every friday night how's she uh how's she liking the uh like the what is it the 500 pound bag of bath salts or whatever you got her for christmas oh yeah no it's uh she loves it nice i didn't think she was going to be able to go through it but like she runs out before the next one <laughs> oh shows God, up really? so oh, that's, sorry it was a subscription that's right it's a subscription so what happened is i bumped it from once every four to once every three weeks wow. yeah that's cool so yeah 20 pounds of salt every three weeks. Oh my God. I think she's still, it's like, if she, it only doesn't run out if she, um, if she leaves town. (laughs) That's amazing. So yeah, there's that. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have a lot of exciting things to report. I don't think. Yeah, me either. I, um, I bought a birthday guitar for myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 another SG. Correct. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it. I was feeling. I was feeling a little bad. Well, I wasn't feeling bad about it, but um, I was like, man, I got a lot of guitars, and then I actually like plot it. Well, because I got that inventory done, you know, I like plotted out the guitars that I've bought over time, and it's you know over the last thirty years of buying guitars. In the grand scheme of things, I don't have, I don't buy that many guitars a year. <laughs> huh, huh. And then uh, the last few years has been like, it's been like one or two guitars a year. So it's not like I'm like buying like six guitars a year or something like that. So I'm not guffy. Well, he's been on a rampage lately, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't is. he? I knew that was going to happen. Oh, I did too. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Because when I worked for PRS and I was visiting all the guitar stores all the time, yeah. I bought so much shit <laughs> so much shit yeah mm, yeah yeah i um I, so i have a white 2013 like sg standard um it's just i mean it's just a regular fucking sg standard gibson usa there's nothing special about it but it's really a great great guitar and um or it's a 2012 Anyways, and whenever I play it, I think, God damn, I really like this guitar. Like, and it's just such a run of the mill. They made a million of them. You know, it's, there's nothing unique or special about it, but I really dig it. It sounds great. I love playing it. Um, and then when I saw this one pop up, it's a 2014, but it's the same sort of thing. But it's, I think the color is like called Champagne Sparkle. 
or something. So it's almost like oh, a, that's nice. Yeah, it's almost like a silver sparkle. It's it's yeah. not it's not like motorboat boat boat sparkle like like a, like a custom amp or anything like that. Um, it's almost like a gold top kind of sparkle, but silver. And I'd never seen that color before, and it popped up on my birthday, and it was actually really affordable. And I was like, "Fuck, the last thing I need is another SG." But this looks really similar to the like the 2012 one that I have, and I've never seen this color before, and it's my birthday, <laughs> so, so I talked myself. Uh, so I put in, I talked myself into putting in an offer, and the guy fucking took the offer. So I was like, "All right, fuck it." So, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be here like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling through to see if I can find the listing that you sent to us, and it's it's not in it's not here. Yeah, let me. Um, That's okay. I'll see it. You can send send me a picture when it shows up. All right. It's terrible radio, anyway. <laughs> let me see. tell you about this picture I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, who's that guy from New York? That's a real famous radio shock jock. Uh, Howard Stern. Yeah. Yeah. He built his career on that kind of thing. <laughs> like cab strippers right. come up and then describe their boobs or whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what a weird, like what a gig. Yeah, I mean, I used to listen to Howard uh, pretty religiously before I got into podcasts and stuff. So yeah, there was a there was like a way you could like I had a thing. People would upload them online the episodes, you know. And then right. um, I had a script written that would automatically like download them and stick them on my iPod. So it was kind of like a podcast I had set up Oh wow! Uh, with his show. And, you know, I had a two, two and a half hour, three hour commute every day. So it was perfect. And it was great because, you know, unlike listening to him on the radio at the time, I didn't have to like, you know, like when I it used to be, I would like go out to different schools and stuff. So I'd drive from one school to the next and then I would have to turn off the radio and I would miss whatever they were doing, you know? So this way on the iPod, I could you know, listen to the entire show. So yeah, I did that for a number of years, but, um, I don't remember why I dropped off listening though. So. Mm, because who cares? Yeah. It was an entertaining Kinda, show. Kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, it was an entertaining show, but. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, he's funnier than us to yes. m- all, most people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a team oh. of uh, writers and special effects guys and all that stuff. Well, uh, special effects don't play a big part in radio. Mm, he has a guy that literally his entire job is paying, playing sound effects. So, Really? Yeah. Well, those are sound effects, not special effects. Oh, sorry. Okay. We don't have anybody <laughs> playing sound effects for us. You could always put them, uh, fix it in post. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um, Speaking of which, of uh, switching stuff up, we need to pick our next couple of seasons here. Want to do that real quick? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, my friend. The 1960s for episode, uh, season 15, pick a number one through 139. 121. Let's see, 121. <laughs> the submission is, I wasn't alive yet, so I have no favorite album from my life in this decade. <laughs> Delete that. That's <laughs> What kind of a person so, does that? That's pretty funny, I think. Oh, good Lord. Good Lord, I say. All right, moving on. Uh, 119. Let's go with 119. Uh, the Velvet Underground and Nico, 1967. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, 1970s. Same. One through 121. Is that right? Uh, through 139. Uh, let's go with one. 
Let's see. Number one has already been chosen. So not one through. Well, uh, I can remove (laughs) the blank spaces or the already used things if you would prefer and then tell you the final number. Well, then... uh, Or we're going to hit holes and duplicates. So Yeah. Okay. Seven. Seven. Hunky Dory by David Bowie. Oops. Have we done that? Uh, No. We did... Are you sure? I could be wrong. Let's see. Oh, we did. (laughs) It was episode eight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kill that one. We're we're not doing great. We're not doing great this time. No. Um, Okay. Mm, 13. 13. (laughs) Truth, Jeff Jeff Beck Group. (laughs) Wait a minute. We did that. We did do that. Fuck. 27. Let's see. 27 is Entertainment by Gang of Four. Rad. All right. Moving on to the 80s. 57. 57. Nice. Walk Among Us by the Misfits. Rad. I can't yeah. believe it took this long to get to a uh, Misfits album. No, no shit, right? Wow. All right. All right. Good for us. 90s. Uh, 98. 98 is uh we've already done it what was it uh it's just a blank spot i removed it man ni- uh, okay 97 oh i don't even know how to pronounce this anthro beta fallacy by captain jazz what <laughs> i have no is idea. that real i don't know let, let me uh let's google it yep captain jazz yeah anal Cap- fibit polio theology well, the album that I can that I found is called Sexual Intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's yeah. something. It's, it's available on Spotify, so it's from ninety-eight. There's a song called Ass Lighting, and then there's a song called Bunghole. <laughs> oh my god. This is Rudy. I know. God damn it, Rudy. All right, moving on. Fuck. 2000s. 107. 107 is Drunken Lullabies. What does that mean? Who? Uh, it just says Drunken Lullabies. Uh, Flogging Molly, maybe? Uh, is that a song or an album? Drunken Lullabies, Flogging Molly. It says song, but maybe it is the title song right. from an album. Search it. Perhaps. Uh, yes, album, album is called Drunken Lullabies. So okay, there you go. We are on it, people. All right, this is really dragon. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks because like we got a lot to say about this band this week, or at least I do. Maybe maybe I'll cut out all the beginning shit from the show. All right, uh, two thousand uh, twenty tens. Yeah. 2010s. Okay. Um, seventy one. Seventy one. Lord, pure heroin, heroin, heroin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just say heroin. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you just you, say heroin. Do you say, is, is it pronounced heroin like heroin? Yeah. The female, okay. Yeah, right. that's why we call the drug heroin now. Ah. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a, it is? But it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Total joke. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, all right, <laughs> the 60s. Okay, back to the 60s. Let's yes, go with uh, 38. 38. Uh, kick out the jams, MC5. Fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, 70s. Let's go with 78. Uh, we've already done it. 
It was Spiral Scratch. Let's go with 77. Self-titled by Prince. Wow. All right, killer. Interesting. All right. 80s? We're in the 80s now? Yes, sir. Into the 80s. Let's go with 87. 87 is going to be Ocean Rain by Echo and the Bunnymen. Fuck yeah. Nice. This is is good. Shaping up. All right, 90s. Let's go with 93. Let's see. Uh, Pirate Parade by Helium. All right. I'll bet you anything that's a Rudy. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I think they're on, all Rudy's. Uh, is, is it on Spotify? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. I don't know. Um, if it's not Rudy, it might be Patrick. Yeah, I was thinking uh, it's possible that it's uh, uh, this guy, Corey, or maybe my friend Eric, too. So, <laughs> One of these post-rock nerds. Yeah. All right. Uh, we into the 2000s? Yes. Uh, um, 138. It'd be amazing if that was a Misfits record, but uh, no, no, they submitted nothing. 139. Also nothing. Are there numbers that are higher than that? Uh, looks like the highest is 131. Oh, well, yeah, you should have told me that then. Let's just go with 130. 130. Uh, we've already done it. <laughs> the future heads by the future heads. 112. 112. The Bronx, two. Oh, yeah. The, you're going to like this. Do you know this band? Uh, I do not. I remember in the, either the 2000s or the 90s, John telling me how much I would like the Bronx, and I never listened to it. And what a surprise. Still have never listened to it. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. Hey, I'm busy picking up trash in my, my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're going to like it. Okay. You're going to like that. Yeah. Uh, 2010s. 10. Afghan Wigs, Do the Beast. Awesome. That's a fucking good record. The Afghan Wigs are killer, but we're not here to talk about the wigs. We are not. Um, now, where are we? We're here to talk about the Pixies. No, are we Are we done? That we just we two are. seasons? Okay, yeah, great. Two seasons. Let's fucking talk about the Pixies, because we've been talking for 40 minutes. Yes. And nothing's really happened yet. These poor no. fucking fuckers. <laughs> I'll cut out a bunch of shit at the beginning of the episode. I'll try to tighten it up. Eh, whatever. (laughs) Uh, You know, if you come to listen to this podcast, you come to, you know, you're going to suffer a little bit. You've come, you come to suffer. Yeah. Now, let me just come right out and say this straight out of the gate. This is one of the greatest uh, rock albums of all time. Okay. Easily. It is unfucking believably good. Everything about it is good. Um, and it's so good that a band came along a couple years later and copped most everything they did and got super famous and rich. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. But these guys, it didn't, it didn't happen for them the first go around. Yeah. The amazing thing about this band is that they got more famous after they broke up. It was like one of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, on the surface, the Pixies would be a a band that I wouldn't be into. You know, like none of them look like they're in the same they're in the same band, right? <laughs> and they do all kinds of like non traditional stuff, which typically bugs me. Like, uh, they'll they'll play with the drummer on the far right. Uh, I guess is it stage left? I don't know. Uh, right. Plus, they don't sound like Black Flag, which must really irk you. 
Yeah, they have like a, a guy that's playing acoustic guitar, which I think is weird in a rock band, you know? Right. Um, and so they do all this non-traditional stuff that bugs me. And it didn't really dawn on me until last night. I was watching some videos of them. But from the audience perspective, from left to right, if you look at what they're doing, the lead guitar players on the far left, the rhythm guitar players to the right of him, the bass players to the right of him, and then the drummers to the right of her. So it's like high end to low end across. It's like a spectrum across the stage, which I thought, I don't know if they oh, did that on purpose, but that just dawned on me last night watching that. I was like, whoa, that's weird. That's kind of cool. So I don't know if that I, was on purpose or not, but. I never saw these guys back in the day, even though I was, I learned about the band and got into it before they broke up. Um, yeah. Uh, but I never saw them until, I don't know, 2010. Mm-hmm. you know on maybe it, that wasn't the first reunion tour but right and they must have like 2003 or something they came back right four yeah I don't yeah know. um and it was fucking great i saw them up in canada yeah yeah it was yeah it was fucking awesome and they could go and they could play a goddamn arena at that point yeah which must have been unbelievable you know yeah it must have blown their minds. Like, what? Well, I know they did. Um, I mean, they did open some dates for U2 on the Zuropa tour. So I know they played some big shows uh, back in the day. But right, since, but that, they, since but then, they've it, headlined like Download or something. Donovan right. Those, something are, like. those are people who are there to see U2. Right. Yeah. You know? But what a, what a weird, unlikely band, right? Yeah. So... I have a lot to say about the Pixies. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to try to take this a little bit at a, at a time. So listening and taking notes about the Pixies was almost too overwhelming for me. I think that the Pixies are the fucking Beatles of alternative rock. Yeah. Like not in the sense that they were first, but they are the best. Their songs totally. are fucking incredible and catchy and weird and super creative and and incredibly interesting. Like it's like poetry with craziness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I think that wave of mutilation is my favorite Pixies song. I think Come On Pilgrim is probably my favorite release, which is kind of their first release, I guess. Right. And I don't know that I thought Surferosa was that great the first time I heard it. <laughs> really. My friend, my friend Jeremy turned me on to the Pixies. I vaguely knew of them uh, when they first came out. And I remember, I vividly remember turning down to go see them in January of 92 um, at the Call Ballroom in uh, Davenport, Iowa. I just moved there and I just hooked up with a girl and I was like, I'm going to hang out with this girl instead, <laughs> which I kind of regret now, but sure. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't actually get into the Pixies probably until like the mid early 2000s, I guess, when I was living with Jeremy. Oh, dude. And, and all the stuff that I heard was like, you know, like, again, he like made me like this amazing mix CD of all their best songs. You know what I mean? So uh, I was acclimated to the weirdness of all these great songs. And then when I heard the album from beginning to end, I was like, oh, there's some stinkers on this, you know? Uh, but since then I've, fucking figured it out <laughs> and uh <Right>. yeah <laughs> i was totally wrong so so yeah and i think that kim deal is my favorite female singer of all time 
and maybe my favorite singer of all time. Really? There's just something about the timbre in her voice that just fucking gets me, dude. Like, it's so good. No, it's, yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, I, I like, I like things that are a little fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, like I like amateur porn. I don't like, like the vivid porn like that John likes, right? Right. The glossy fucking high res shit, right? You want to find the shit that was like found on a fucking lost iPhone. Right, right, right. Like I like, I don't like Playboy. I like Hustler, right? And so with my, the singers that I like, it can't be like classically great voice. There has to be something different about it. And Kim's got that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just, she, there, there's not very many other people that sound like Kim Deal. Right. Um, which makes her special in my eyes, you know? And, oh, she's just such a fucking great singer. And she's so fucking cool, right? Like she's a great bass player, a great songwriter, an amazing singer, an amazing backup singer, uh, and just cool as fuck. She fucking chain smokes and is a badass. Like I love Kim Deal. And so I know that I throw the word like I throw the word love around a lot. Like I'm like, oh, I love this guitar. I love this song. When I say Kim, I love Kim Deal. I mean it in a completely different way. Like it's a completely different meaning. You mean it in a genuine way. Just like more, just so much more than I love all kinds of other stuff that I say I love, right? Right. Like I've met a ton of famous people, not a ton, but I've met a good amount of really famous people, Dimebag Daryl and Hulk Hogan and Kurt Cobain and Gene Simmons. And I'm never really that, you know, nervous or phased by that. I would be super nervous around Kim Deal. Like that's how much different she is to me. You know, so right. Um, <clears throat> there is a recently they released a bunch of live recordings from uh, their reunion and and the tours afterwards on Spotify. There's just like a ton of them. It's like yeah, uh, it's like the Pixies at Red Rocks, the Pixies at the Gorge, the Pixies at the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame venue or whatever that place is called. Right. Um, and what's great about it is I have not listened to all of them. I literally just found them like three weeks ago. I just stumble across it i didn't even know they did it and i listened to one concert and it's just fucking amazing right um and i'm so happy that i haven't listened to all the others yet i'm just like saving it you know what i mean like like you know unlike cake in the fridge where i will just eat it until it's gone so no one else can have it i'm like actually like portion controlling the input of these records into my life which i'm like super excited about you know because i haven't gotten to listen to them yet but Wait a minute, you eat a whole cake so that because you wouldn't want anyone else to have any or because you want to eat it all because you're a hog? I So, uh, growing up you on You need welfare, to back up and clarify that because if it's just because you don't want anyone else to have any, then you're a dick. No, that's not it. So, when you grow up on welfare, you get your food stamps at the beginning of the month, right? Oh, tell me about welfare, Jamie. Okay. So, you get your Fuck food stamps... You. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, then you should know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, you get your food stamps at the beginning of your month, and your mom buys, spends all of the food stamps, right? And it's supposed to last you throughout the month. But what happens is you, after the first couple of days, you go back to the fridge, and all the ice cream's gone, or all the cereal's gone, or all whatever is gone. And you're like, what the fuck? I just ate a normal amount, and now it's gone. And it's because everybody else hogged it, right? 
So then it turns into this arms race of who can eat all the food first. So you get your share, right? So then you end up out of food at the like, you know, second, third of the month or whatever, like before the middle of the month, the food's gone because you've all How escalated. many people were in your house? Uh, four. Hmm. So that's what happens. That's still my mentality a little bit. Uh, it's getting less and less over the years, but right. Yeah. I can't, you know, like Jennifer can't keep junk food in the house and expe- oh, no. <laughs> expect it to last. <laughs> like, right. I have to fucking eat it, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's obviously that's gotten better over the years, but how much did you hate it when you'd get like a loaf of raisin bread oh, from the, God, from the free, yeah, Ugh. from the food bank though. And so you, you'd bad. toast, you'd toast it and you'd be like, well, this is, I mean, I remember having like raisin bread for dinner, you know, toast, yeah. oh, raisin yeah, yeah. bread toast for yep. dinner, or just like toast with some weird frozen gravy that came in a bag Oof. and that was it. That was dinner. So yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I used to make uh, cinnamon toast. Somehow we lucked out and had uh, uh, bags of sugar and right. bread. We didn't have any butter usually, and nah, a lot of times didn't have cinnamon. So the thing that sucks. But you about, would get it. You guys would get the block of fucking cheese, though. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Sometimes you'd get butter, a block of butter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just remember trying to make cinnamon toast by just putting sugar on toasted bread. <laughs> And like, you oh, know, no, you, don't, you, you don't, you don't tip it cause it's not stuck to the bread at all. You know, it's just sprinkled <laughs> on top, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, butter to coagulate and affix it to the bread, but you're, you're, you're speaking my language right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, Kim, she's singing the song in heaven, uh, on a couple of those live recordings and her voice is just, I mean, even after all these years, her voice is so good. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the funny thing is I never, you know, when the breeders came out, I didn't know about, um, I, I didn't know, like I said, I got into the Pixies late. I didn't know about pod. Um, but I'd heard last splash when it was a hit in the nineties or whatever. Yeah. And I purposely oh, sh- didn't listen to the breeders because she uses distortion on her voice on that song, which just crushes me, dude. I fucking hate distortion on vocals. And then my favorite singer puts distortion on her vocals and I'm like, God damn it. So. Yeah, I never listened to that record um, or the song oh, Cannonball. God. Uh, but in the last six months, I've listened to Pod and it's incredible. Yeah, it's that the first band time was I ever fucking the shit. Yeah. Her her singing Happiness is a Warm Gun is incredible. Yeah, so, it's great. That's my thoughts on Kim. My thoughts on Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I told you I had a lot to say about the Pixies. Great. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Uh, for some reason, uh, Frank Black reminds me of Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Remember that guy? I, nope. Never <sighs> watched it. You What? You've never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, no. I thought uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse I never watched. Yeah, no, I no, saw no. that, but I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, if you see, he's the guy that wants Pee Wee's bike. He's the rich fat kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. He does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. I see that. Uh, but dude. Frank Black, his voice is incredible. His screams are unbelievable. Like he would be such a great punk singer. His lyrics are fucking crazy and amazing. Yeah. And the songs he writes are so fucking good. Yes. It's, it's uh, you know, and, and so, sometimes like Charles, like Frank's voice reminds, it, it kind of reminds me uh, of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the John Toyd about the Obladi Oblada 
Beatles song? Have you ever heard this, John Toad? So John (laughs) Toad, I I can't wait for the text tomorrow telling me I'm incorrect on this, but I'm not. Uh, John told me a John Toad a while ago that the Beatles had written so many hit songs, they thought that we could write any bullshit and it would be a hit. And so they tried to write a song that was complete bullshit to see if it was a hit. And that was Obladi, and it was a hit, right? So, was it a hit? Was it a single? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Then who know? Then it wasn't a hit, right? Uh, anyways, I feel like a lot of times Frank sings things that are like purposely bad. Like he, like he does things that are just not so non-standard good. But yeah, it's just making it, fucking sounds sometimes. But, but it totally works. You know yeah, what I mean? Like he's a it's fucking like, genius. That's I mean, he's he's a genius, so he's doing genius shit. It's crazy. Like I feel like like he's trying to I don't know, and then but it totally fucking works. It's unbelievable. Like and then him and and Kim singing together, like, dude, that's the equivalent of lovely as like Christine, Lindsay, and Stevie singing together to me. Like they're voices together are just so good you know agreed Um, and and then fuck joey santiago dude incredibly interesting guitarist like it's like he doesn't seem like he needs to steal the show you know like he's just making sounds half the time he's like right he just gives the songs he's not playing need he's not playing licks right right you know he's not a lick guy yeah. Although I'll tell you this, I uh I texted with him and he was going to like right before the pandemic, uh those guys were here playing the garden and he was going yeah. to be on couch riffs. I remember you telling me this and I was so excited. <laughs> and and then- I was really excited too. And but then it fell through. But the song he picked was Purple Haze and I was like Really? Are you out of your fucking... Yeah, he picked Purple Haze. Wow. I was just like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. What the fuck is happening right now? Who who are you? Um. So I still, you know, kind of dream about what, what would that have been? Right, yeah. What would have happened? So what what did happen? Did he just ghost you or did they run out of time or... No, he did... He, he didn't... They They were late getting in and he just wasn't he wasn't up for it just gotcha. like yeah they got i mean uh 4ad came down and presented them with their like gold record i think for right. one of their records which is crazy to me yeah that it only just had gone gold oh my god <laughs> yeah right what the fuck so yeah, anyway I, de- I definitely don't think of him as a shredder you know um, Purple haze, though. I just, yeah. I want you to never forget that. <laughs> I want that to stay in your mind. That's so great. for fucking ever. I will say, um, you know, I mean, especially coming up in the '80s when it was all about shredding, you know, and he's just right. the antithesis of that. But I do love his use of unison bends with the reverb on the oh, song. Yeah, hey, dude. it's fucking brilliant, dude. You know, he does so, a lot of fucking great shit. Yeah, he played yeah. on some of Frank's records too. Yeah, that's what I was reading last night. Mm. I got to say, you know, one of the, you know, there's two reasons I always wanted a gold top. And uh, one of them is uh, Joey Santiago. So, yeah, he's great. I don't think that any, I mean, I guess the breeders 
is is really fantastic but that's not a solo yeah. band right right yeah that's a band um I, I don't even know the drummer's name of the breeders no of this band oh um yeah the, the guy the guy the magician he's killer though he is what's killer. that the magician what what does he wear a cape no he he after the pixies he went on to be a a magician really yeah like straight that's, up <laughs> You were dying to get that one out. <laughs> no, I, I actually, <laughs> you were fucking ready. I you had that one that locked one. Uh, and loaded. Well, the funny thing is, I have no idea what his name is. Uh, I didn't even write it down for my notes. Um, yeah, a he's a good fan. drummer. I, I was reading last night that when he... So, Joey and uh, Frank met at UMass at, in Amherst, uh, Massachusetts, when they were going to college together. They put out an ad um, for a bass player let me see if I can find the, uh, the ad basically said looking for a bass player that's influenced by Husker Du and Peter, Paul and Mary, no chops. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, uh, Kim, who was a guitar player at the time was like, that sounds like fun. I'll go and try out. And so she went and tried out. She didn't even have a bass, right? She's kind of like you <laughs> showing up without a bass. Right. And, uh, borrowed someone's bass and i think the gold top that joey ends up playing was actually kim's gold top uh for an, oh that's awesome that for a number of years yeah uh anyways they needed a so they played as a three-piece for a little while and then I, I don't know the full story but when they needed a drummer uh i think kim asked her twin sister to play drums but she wasn't good enough or wasn't confident enough to join the band so Kim asked um, a friend of her and her husband's who, let me look up the guy's name. He's the guy that ended up playing in Pixies. Well, while you're doing that, I'll just go ahead and say what I was going to say. And that is that in like, this is one of those bands where, you know, as a group, it's a real Voltron activity. Right. They, you know, it's greater than the, the sum of the parts or whatever, however yeah. that fucking saying goes. It's, individually if you break down and just listen to the singular parts of even songs it's it's not incredible but that's not what music is about right you know yeah music these guys embody what good and interesting music is yeah they're a real um fucking ensemble maybe the the greatest alt rock ensemble of all time and i'll stand by that yeah you know better than rem Oh, fuck. Yeah, by far. <laughs> you know, better than Nirvana. Yeah. Um, and Nirvana owes everything to these guys. Yeah. I think, and they'll even tell you that. I think Nirvana probably has more pop and radio-friendly songs than these guys, but... But Nirvana wouldn't have happened oh, the way no, it did without this. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, just Nirvana, wouldn't yeah. have. Um, the drummer, sorry, David. <laughs> His name is David Lovering. Uh, his, uh, Wikipedia says David Lovering born December 6, 1961 is an American musician and magician. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, a amazing, very important part of his life. Apparently he sings a song on, on another record. Oh, does he? Yeah. He sings uh, la la love you. Hmm. I don't think I'm not, I don't think I know that one. You know it. Maybe. Yeah. You know it. Uh, but yeah, he was friends with, um, Kim and her husband. And so th that's how uh, he got pulled into the Pixies. So they met him at the library while he was doing a routine. <laughs> I think a the magic uh, bit. 
I, I think the the magic thing was after the Pixies. The funny thing is, I saw like a, a photo of him doing uh, doing uh, magic on stage, and he's wearing like an outfit or whatever. But one of his props is his drum from the Pixies, it, uh, his kick drum from the Pixies, because you can see the fucking Pixies logo on the kick drum head, and he's like cut around it or whatever. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, well, he's a great drummer. Yeah, everyone's no, great. Sure. These fucking songs are great, and I'm so glad that these guys made a bunch of money when Where Is My Mind yeah. was used in a movie. And then it's yeah. become an unstoppable anthem. I've heard during this, this is a fucking thing that I just thought of just now. During the Super Bowl, I heard a, you know, like a electronic, you know, Muzak cover of that song. Really? Being played. Yeah. While they were cutting to commercial. Wow. You know, like there's always like transition music. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. And you know, they got paid. Well, someone got Frank, paid. Charles got paid, maybe, but <laughs> I don't know um, if he's splitting the songwriting with any of those guys. But so, but you know that I thought that was fucking rad. Yeah, that's just that's the first thing I thought. Like, wow. Yeah, that's they just great. got paid. They um, so some trivia about uh, the song "Where's My Mind." Francis was inspired to write "Where's My Mind" after scuba diving in the Caribbean. This is such a great quote. Uh, later, he said that he had, quote, this very small fish trying to chase me. I don't know why. I don't know too much about fish behavior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not a fish uh, psychologist? I thought that was a great fucking Because I thought you were. On uh, April 13th, 2004, NASA used Where's My Mind to wake up the team working on the Mars rover Spirit in honor of its software transplant. Huh. Frenchman Maxine Quirin, C-Y-R-I-N, did a piano cover of Where's My Mind. It's been viewed over 7 million times on YouTube, and his version of the song has been used in the TV shows The Leftovers, Mr. Robot, and Blackish. So, Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, it's a great cover. If you, uh, yeah. if you look for it on YouTube, there's actually a version, uh, somebody like looped it, and it's like, 10 hours of Where's My Mind piano. <laughs> can, and it just plays it for hours it's amazing so i wonder yeah, I how big that, that cool. file was to upload i don't yeah right um yeah that was a thing like in westworld they were there were a bunch of different piano covers too i wonder if it's the same guy oh maybe yeah yeah they had a bunch of radiohead stuff in uh westworld yeah Soundgarden yeah. too i think oh right yeah oh. yeah they had a great soundtrack for that show oh yeah I never watched the last season. I should. Oh, really? It's pretty good. I just gave up. Yeah. Well, then they were just like in the uh, human world, and I'm like, I don't know. You lost me. I made it two episodes. I should, I'll start over. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. Because, you know, it kind of tied up what the fuck was going on with the whole thing, you know? So. I know. I just, I think I don't want it to get, like, my greatest fear is that it'll pull a lost. Did you watch Uh, Lost? I did. You know, I just like, fuck off. Like, you know what? This sucks. There was a like hour or two hour long fan created thing where it walked you through Lost and explained what was going on and tied all the stuff together that made the ending make way more sense. (laughs) Right? Like I need, I need stuff to explain to me at face value. Like (laughs) I can't read the subtext of things, you know? So I was like, when Lost ended, I was like, what? Uh, but watching this, you know, they got rid of all the subtext and 
spelled it out for me. So it was much more enjoyable. Right. Uh, that way. So I'll try to find a link to that and post it on the show notes. Mm. Um, yeah. So this, uh, this record was recorded in November and December of 87, released uh, March 21st of 88. And the album was originally called Gigantic after Kim's uh, song, but the band felt uh, the misinterpretation of the cover feared misinterpretation of the cover and changed it to Surfer Rosa. <laughs> so, Cause you know, the ladies topless on the cover. Yeah. This album is the first, uh, Pixies album that I heard and that, and that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately, you know, just like fully in. Cause I was like, this has a, naked lady on the cover like how can they do that they can do that that's what i thought like you can do that (laughs) you know um it's like when i heard nwa and fuck the police i was like you can say fuck on a record (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty shocking it's hard to believe that now like probably for young people like whatever boomer right right you know but yeah, no, people didn't do, didn't spend a lot of time saying fuck on songs yeah. back then. Some people, but that was probably the most popular example at that point. Yeah. But I don't know of an, uh, there aren't a ton of records with nudity on the cover. Yeah. Um, There's a Jimi Hendrix album. Uh, um, nothing Shocking. Um, right. The original cover, right, had two, two naked were they dummies or were they actual women? I don't remember. I think it was a statue. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. I think I think that this actual sculpture appears in that movie that we talked about. That they gift. The, uh, yeah, I think I might be wrong. Look it up. But I swear it's true. Is this a Mike Toyd? No, I'm just. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money on. It. I would put small money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Pixies are awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I thought this was interesting. So the album was uh, recorded by Steve Albini at, uh, what was it, Q, Q Division Studios in Massachusetts. Um, Albini's producer fee was uh, was $1,500, and he received no royalties from this record. Right. So that means, uh, and they recorded this in 10 days plus mixing, right? So just to recording, that means he made $150 a day, or if it was an eight-hour day, he made $18.75 an hour, or realistically, if they recorded 12 hours a day, he only made $12.50 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And then plus, yeah, I'm sure he mixed it, so Homeboy is probably making less than minimum wage on this. But I mean, you know, and and received no royalties, so he just got the $1,500, and that was it, no matter how well the record did. That obviously. was always his deal, though. Yeah. and But, and, I mean, obviously, he wouldn't have done In Utero <laughs> if he hadn't recorded this, you know, and, and a million other records, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say, and, uh, oh, um, obviously, Albini recorded uh, the Breeders album po- uh, Pod as well. Right. Uh, so, I did find a snarky little comment by Steve Albini about the Pixies that I thought was... Very petty. Uh, in 1991, as Pixies were recording Trump Le Monde, Albini told fan magazine Forced Exposure that Surfer Rosa was a, quote, patchwork of pinch loaf from a band who at, the top, at their top dollar best are blandly entertaining college rock 
and said of the band, quote, their willingness to be guided by their manager, their record company, and their producers is unparalleled. Never have I seen four cows more anxious to be led around by their nose rings, unquote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, in 2005, Albini apologized for the remarks saying, to this day, I regret having done it. I don't think that I regarded the band as significantly as I should have, unquote. So I think uh, I've seen uh, interviews with Albini where he talks about Kim and what an amazing singer she is and musician and person. And it almost seems like he has, a, you know, he loves her like I do. You know what I mean? And right. if when they're recording the Trump, Trump Lamond album, not with him, maybe he was a little offended that he wasn't chosen as the engineer for it. Right. And so this was him lashing out. But yeah, <laughs> four cows anxious to be led around by their nose rings. I thought that was a pretty good... <laughs> swipe, that's swipe pretty bold yeah. and brutal hmm. pitchfork uh, pitchfork named this the seventh best album of the 80s and in 2007th yeah what did they have above it i don't know i didn't look at their list uh hmm. in 2005 spin listed it as the sixth best album of the last 20 years which is pretty that's good. that's good yeah I, I would probably put it up there it is uh gold in the u.s uk and canada only gold. Which is nuts. I've probably bought five copies of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. No joke. Yeah. Maybe more over the years. I always have a copy of this. I had three copies on cassette, probably two CDs, and I have a vinyl copy now. Yeah. I need to buy a vinyl copy of it. So you can just not listen to it? Exactly. So I can just hoard <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Frank Black lived in Eugene for a while. Really? And yeah, I guess he, in the mid-2000s, I guess he met his wife there, and she must have lived there. And so, uh, yeah, he lived in Eugene. And I was friends with a guy uh, in Eugene who was friends with them, and mm -hmm. uh, like who had been friends with them since like the early 90s. And um, this friend of mine was, was a, had been a BMXer, uh, and I never said anything to him about it. Um, but I always hope I'd run in front black with him. <laughs> but cause, I, cause I used to go to Eugene all the time cause they got some great skate parks down there. So I used to be down in Eugene like twice a month. Um, but yeah, never ran into Eugene, uh, into Frank. And then, uh, in the mid two thousands, when John was managing the school of rock here in Portland, they were doing a Pixies, uh, season. So school of rock is, um, so music school for kids. I think everybody knows the school of rockets, but anyways, everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, they, they do a season and it's where the kids, uh, pick a band or, and, or an album. And, uh, then at the end of the season, they do a, a live show for their friends and family and whoever, um, of all the stuff they learned of that particular band or album. Anyways, they were doing a pixie season and somehow they got Frank to come up to Portland because they were doing the show at Burbati's. And uh, Frank got on stage and sang like three songs with him. That's amazing. Yeah. So John, I asked John about it and he said, Frank was super cool. John, uh, John did a little guitar teching for Frank. Um, and I, he's, John sent me some links to the YouTube videos of the kids playing. The kids sound fucking incredible. Like really, they did a really good job. Frank seemed really cool. Seemed like he was having fun. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty cool YouTube video. So I'll post those in the show notes. Nice. And, um, 
yeah, the only thing I can think of is, you know, John was managing School of Rock at the time. And I remember asking, you know, John told me the show was coming up and he told me that he couldn't get me in because uh, the show was sold out. And so it uh, just dawned on me today that my best friend in the whole world who manages <laughs> manages, the, manages this business couldn't get me into the show. That doesn't make any sense. So Frank Black must have it out for me. So <laughs> he he doesn't like you. He's yeah. a, he avoided you in Eugene. Yep, in Eugene. And then and told then, Duffy, "Do not let Jamie come to the show." And so then John. Well, I, he probably didn't name you by by name. He was probably <laughs> like, "Hey, listen, if you have any friends that are total chodes, I don't want them here." And Jamie, he was like, uh, uh, "John was like, John yep. was like." I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) God damn it. He's going to be so disappointed. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, thinking back on that, I'm not sure how John didn't get me in. That was John. You fucking asshole. So um, you fucker. It may fucker. Maybe it was, maybe John was the regional manager at the time and they didn't have the the poll. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah, I don't know how, because I know I wanted to go, and John told me that I couldn't. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm sucks. sure I'll hear all about it in the text messages tomorrow morning. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Yeah. Mm, let's see. What else? Um, I couldn't love this record anymore. I'll, I'll, I just... I, I don't have a bunch of details to share, but I've listened to this record on, I think, probably every road trip I've ever taken. Yeah. At least for part of it, you know. Um, I was turned on to this record in 1990 uh, by God, who? my friend Jason, mm-hmm. who I'd known since we were little kids. Our parents were friends, and we would uh, do kiss lip syncs together. We, and he ended up, he's like a, he's a teacher in California now, like a cool teacher. Yeah. Uh, uh, English and acting and stuff. He's written screenplays, written books. He's uh, he's a cool, interesting guy. And he turned me on to this, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. He That's turned me on friend. to Primus. He turned me nice. on to Primus also, who Whoa. these guys toured together. It was like really Primus. Whoa. Yeah, Primus, Jane's Addiction, and the Pixies. Wow. Holy shit. Right? Yeah, that is an early 90s juggernaut holy fuck dude it was like a 1990 or 91 tour i think wow yeah that'd be amazing show fuck i'm sorry i missed that (laughs) yeah i uh yeah i did eventually see the pixies um i saw them in like 2011 and then 2014 or something um unfortunately for me uh i didn't know this until i got there but kim was no longer with the band (laughs) Oh, already? Yeah. So yeah. she left the band. Um, they their first show, their first reunion show was at uh, a small-ish bar in Minneapolis called uh, the Fine Line, mm-hmm. and then they t- toured like a reunion tour and just did like you know they did like a Doolittle tour where they just played Doolittle, you know. So rad. Yeah. Um, but I think the band wanted to record some new records, some new music and some new records. And I don't think Kim was into it. She was like, no. And, uh, it just came to a head and she left the band. So yeah, she left the band and she was replaced by Kim Shattuck from the muffs. Do you know, yeah. 
uh, and Kim played with them for a little while and then was fired. Um, I think they fired her by fax or something. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. It's weird that they both had faxes. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. Um, and then they replaced her with this uh, girl. She's like a violinist or something. Her name's Paz. She's from, she's an Argentine American girl. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I saw him, Paz was playing bass and hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, also an incredible singer and I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, they're not going to get someone that can't do it. Yeah, no, she crushes. You know? Um, so yeah, I saw them twice. We actually, uh, I bought tickets like when they were coming, I was like, all right, I need, you know, like the general admit, uh, not the general, the, the availability of tickets had us like in the nosebleeds at the schnitz or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to spend a shit ton of money <laughs> and go on StubHub and just buy like first row of tickets. Right. Uh, that's what I do. If it's a show like that, that I want to see, you know, yeah. I did that for the cure. I did that for Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think I spent more on t- uh ticket for, cause Jennifer's a huge fan too. So I think I spent more on those tickets than I would have for uh, like a halfway decent Les Paul. <laughs> right. But we had, I think we got second or third row tickets right in front of Joey Santiago and it was at the Schnitz, you know, so it's not, you know, the stage is only like three feet off the ground. There's no barriers or anything like that. So we were right up there. It was an incredible experience and totally fucking worth the money that I paid. So awesome. Uh, yeah. And then I saw him, uh, one other time at the Roseland, I think with my friend, Jeremy. Um, and it's funny, I was talking to Jennifer about it and she's like, no, I've only seen the Pixies once. And it's like going through my emails and I definitely saw him a second time at the Roseland, but without Jennifer, for some reason, we, we can't remember why Jen didn't go. So, or who I want. She was in sure. Hawaii. So, yeah, maybe. Um, but, uh, I will say my shower song uh, a few months ago has changed from, um, Ave Maria to the, a newer Pixies song called oh. all I, yeah it's called all i think about now it's from their head carrier album which i think came mm-hmm. out in 2016 um, i like I, those records yeah i I, thought, I actually haven't listened to them um i just stumble across this song on like a like a mix or you know like this yeah. is pixies on on uh, spotify because i right. was like pixies what is radio this yeah i was like what is this song it's amazing and it's uh it's it's called all i think about now and it's sung by that paz girl and apparently it's written as a letter from Frank to Kim kind of apologizing. And uh, that Paz girl sings it. It's a beautiful song. Um, it, so what I do now is I listen to it twice in the shower and then I know my shower's over. Uh, but <laughs> definitely. And, and the song is written. It like cribs a bunch of Pixies-esque, like vintage Pixies-esque. I don't want to say riffs, but when you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, they're ripping themselves off in this song. And so it's great. It's a new Pixie song that really feels like an old one. Uh, and she does a fantastic job singing it. Um, it's called all I think about now. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you haven't heard it. So yeah, well, I don't know it. Uh, I don't know it by just by the title. It's very good. Uh, oh, also uh, for the second time uh, with the Pixies, uh, Kim Shattuck is the reason I bought a TV yellow Les Paul special. So I saw her play with the muffs in the nineties and I was like, this girl is so rad and that guitar looks so cool. <laughs> and I wanted right. one ever since. And then like what, two years ago I bought one of those. So, uh, unfortunately Kim passed away last year, the year before. Yeah. So 
she was a fucking great singer. She sang on uh, Rad Band. Yeah, she's uh, she sang on a that No Effects song, Lori Myers, I think, and she crushes it. So yeah, a lot of strong, amazing bass players in this band. So uh, that's because they're fucking killer. Yeah. And they're not going to have a shitty bass player. Right. And they're a good <laughs> band. And they're smart. Yeah. And they're one of the most legendary. I mean, how I don't under I don't understand how they're still underappreciated and underrated. But they I think that they are. Oh, no, they totally are. Yeah. Um which is crazy. They're legends. Yeah, for sure. Legends. I don't I mean, I just I don't even know what else to fucking say. Just that these are these guys the the Pixies are better than your band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone listening? Yes. I don't care who you are. The Pixies are better than your band, and they're the best. Yeah. And they could, you know, and like I'm not a huge Trump Lamont fan. Yeah, I'm not. But either. I'll tell you this: I was delivering coffee in um, Portland, and you know, this was this is the record that I'm really most familiar with, and that I'm really the most into of all their records. Serverosa. Yeah. Yeah. And but I heard something at the coffee shop. I didn't know what it was. And I was like, what is this? Oh, I think I know where it's going. And that fucking hipster looked at me and was like, uh, it's, it's the Pixies, bro. <laughs> and I, I did totally feel like a dick. Oh, wow. But it was the, it was that Trump Lamond record. Yeah. I was going to s- remember what song it was, but it was incredible. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Trump Lamond either, but, uh, Alec Eiffel is a fucking killer song. I don't remember what the song was, it, but it was it, it was pretty killer. brutal. It was kind of a brutal song. It was like heavy. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Uh, can I play a few seconds of this? Yeah, why not? Not it. Really? Uh, is it? No, you? I would have. Not, that sounds like the Pixies. Uh, is it UMass? No. Really? No. Uh, is it? I don't Maybe know it was it Bossa be, Nova. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to scroll through the t- songs of Bossa Nova. <laughs> uh, I'm doing it right now. Okay. Although, no, nah. Yeah, I don't know. It was a heavy song, though. I'm surprised. I thought for sure it was going to be Alec Eiffel. Um, that Valoria song is oh, so fucking good. Yeah, and the Weezer. Anyway, cover this of band it is, is incredible. Great, yeah. I, uh, I don't know what else to say. A plus yeah. is what I give this record. A easy A plus. Um, that's it. Yeah, for sure. A plus is <laughs> so fucking good. Holy shit. Yeah, and even without Kim, like they crushed when I saw them play. Um, I would, you know, there are bands where you go see them that you know. John always gives me shit saying like you shouldn't go see shows because you're always disappointed because people aren't able to play at the abilities or whatever that they were. They're not 23. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And Pixies are just as good as, if not, you know, well, I don't know about better, but just as good as they were in the eighties still yeah. when I saw them. So if you get a chance to see the Pixies, go see the fucking Pixies. You will not be disappointed. It's not Fleetwood Mac. It's not Swerve Driver. It's not, you know, kids. Right. like, here's what, so here's an interesting it. thing that I know is that Joey lives in LA now and he, yeah does like soundtrack music yeah i saw something about that i don't know what specifically but seems like a lot of people do that when they 
But I mean, he's been doing that for years. Right, right. It's not like lately, like, oh, I'm going to get into sync licensing or whatever. Right, yeah. You know, people like get hung up on these things. He's been doing it for years. Like that's, I think, how he's, how he's has gotten, that's his version of being a magician. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which doesn't seem like a, as weird of a gig as being a musician to me. Like making weird music for movies sounds pretty fun and challenging and exciting. Yeah. It seems very challenging. <laughs> because I, I mean, this is all on me, not on him, but because of, of the way I view his guitar playing, like unconventional and like just, I've ne- I don't think I've ever heard him play, you know, quote, like regular guitar. Yeah. I just can't imagine him composing for movies and stuff. Right. It just, it seems crazy to me, but apparently it's working. So I would be really interested to hear some of that. If anyone knows what he's worked on, I guess I could text him. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Though it's not like we're we're pals. We right. you know, we just we texted about doing that thing and yeah. that was it. You should uh so was that to do like the old school couch riffs where he sat on your couch and played with you? Yeah. What about having him for interview like over the podcast? Cuz he can do that from anywhere, right? Yeah, sure, maybe. I, I think mean, they have some shows coming up. Maybe I'll maybe I'll hit him up. Yeah. Why not? So what are you, A plus too? Yeah, absolutely, A plus. Yeah, it's a good record. So. Good boy. Good boy, Jamie. <laughs> I like when we do A plus records. Yeah, you know, you, you just never know. I mean, I I have to, ima- it's hard for me to imagine someone that wouldn't give this album an A. Yeah. At least an A. You know, I understand that it's not everyone's thing, but it's mine. And so if if even if you can't recognize it as being an, an A album... Or if you if you can't recognize it as being an A album, I don't I don't know if I can be your friend. <laughs> really, I feel like, no, I, I feel that way about line. a lot of shit. So, or let's just say, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, A That's plus it. and A plus. Yeah, it has been entered in the record books. <sighs> entered into the the hall. All right, next week. Guns and Roses, Use Your Illusions, number two. Is it Lose Your it's Illusions a, or Lose Your no, Illusion? Use Your Illusion. Oh, it's uh, use, it's use Your Illusions? No, I just said Illusion. No S, Jamie. Use Your Illusion. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Ask them. <laughs> They're, they were fucking whacked out on drugs when they made that record. They were just like <laughs> out of their minds. They were... They exploded into fame in their early 20s. And, you know, like, wh- what do you expect? They were out of their minds. Gotcha. Like they're going to come up, they're going to have a fucking amazing album. Like, <laughs> Appetite for Destruction was, was the greatest album title of all time. Yeah. And then how do you even follow that up? Yeah. You know? It'd be a little rough. I, I'll bet it was a, an Axel thing, you know? Yeah, probably. I bet that was his his idea. Yeah. But what the fuck do I know? Um, so you're doing the cover for that. Are you doing the are you covering the song Real World or whatever? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, uh, I haven't listened to this record in a long time, so I just I'm gonna reserve the right to say anything for a while. 
Life is crazy in the real world. Whatever the fuck he says. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like drugs, man. We uh, we were riding high, and now we're we're coming in for a crash crash landing on this one next week. Yeah. Jamie. Yes, sir. You're great. Oh, uh, you're great, Mike. I'm okay. You are great. Yeah. One I'm of the all right. one of the best people I know for sure. I'm one of of all the people you know. I'm one of them. You're one of the best. One of them. It's a very small group of uh, best people that I know, and you're one. Well, it's only because you don't have to spend more time than this with me. <laughs> I spend more time with you than anybody other than Jennifer. So, uh, Yeah, I think. I mean, other than people that I work with, maybe. But I don't, you know, I work independently. So Yeah, yeah and I work alone in the basement. I mean, I'm on Slack with people, but... How much do you hate Slack? I love it. It's fucking great. You do? Yeah. I, I don't have it set up well. Yeah, it's good for us because we use it, you know, to, to like let each other what we're all working on, you know? Yeah. And then like if somebody's going to such and such school, you can be like, oh, hey, I was going to go over there. Can you do X and Y for me since you're going to be over there or whatever? But also like we've, we use it for like inside jokes and to complain about, you know, to blow off steam and we all make memes and post it in there. It's really fun. <laughs> so yeah. I just am, I just get notifications on 20 different groups. Oh yeah. No, I'm only in my work one. So, and, well, they're all work groups and I'm just, oh. it fucking drives me crazy. I see. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mind it. I mean, we only got yeah. four guys, so. Right. There's a, a you know, a hundred people or whatever. Yeah. Just fucking. Oh God texting about a bunch of bullshit posting about shit that i don't care about right <laughs> anyway this is terrible radio yes finally some terrible radio jesus christ we're, we're just uh we're warming up the audience for uh for next week for lose your erection yes uh, if we have right, if we only have one listener is, are they referred to as an audience is that right <laughs> <laughs> anyways did you just make that up? That's real good. I actually I did, yeah. I I uh, really enjoyed that. <laughs> I didn't even have it I didn't even have it written down to read back to you so cuz I know you hate it. Well, that's the first time for everything. <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> oh, you bastard. I love you. <laughs> uh, I love you too, Jamie. Listen. Yes. Got to go. All right, buddy. Have a good week, man. Bye. Bye. Go down the